Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 15th of September. And as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you need to, you can pause the slides here and read our disclaimer in full. And if you're listening on a podcast, head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and you can read the disclaimer in there. And if you're not a member, you can always sign up and get a two-week free trial to the newsletter. Okay, well, last night we saw the Dow Jones down 292 points, or 0.84%, 34,578. NASDAQ falling 0.45%. It was Apple Day last night, bringing that Apple to school, down 68 points to 15,038. And the S&P 500 in the middle for Diddle, as usual, back to the middle, uh, 0.57% down, 26 points to 4,443. The big news last night in the US was the CPI coming in below expectations. So maybe the Fed is right that inflation is transitory. Certainly took a little bit of steam out of the market and knocked US bond yields down. And as a result, we saw weakness in the banking sector in the US because higher rates mean higher margins for banks. At least that is the theory. So we did see some selling in the banks. Also, I guess a little bit of disappointment in the tech space with the Apple Day. Apple released iPhone 13. Uh, Once again, incremental gains more camera-wise and chip-wise than anything else, not groundbreaking. And uh, we did see that tech sector come off a little bit. As a result, we are seeing our SPY futures down 42 points, 73.91 or 0.57 of a percent. We have seen our futures uh, pointing to lower opens, but then the market fighting back as we have a buy-the-dip mentality. And we saw that yesterday after comments from RBA chief Rob Lowe sorry, Phil Lowe, and uh, talking about lower rates for longer on the back of their failure, I guess, to get uh, wage growth or inflation really sustained and unemployment down. So lower for longer, good for the markets, and that certainly turned around our market yesterday. And certainly it is good for the US, but the US did have a little bit of a conniption on the back of that. They don't like to miss those forecasts. The VIX index, though, not doing a huge amount on the back of it, only up around 0.46 of a percent, 19.46. So nothing really shaking there. Uh, In terms of oil markets, still pretty firm, the oil market at the moment. Brent crude up 0.12% or 9 cents to 73.60. WTI uh, barely moved up a cent, whole cent to $70.46. But the gold price did well on the back of those CPI numbers in the US, up $12.70 or 0.71% to 18.07 spot 1.0. The iron ore price, though, continues to fall. And we did see coking coal also putting in a pretty bad day yesterday. So the Chinese moving to intervene or potentially intervene in the big high price of the coal market at the moment. Iron ore fell $2.25 or 1.84% down to 120.35. 120. It was 220 not that long ago. And other commodities as well, a little bit on the nose. We had copper down 1.3, nickel down 0.5, aluminium had a big tumble down 2.3%, zinc down 0.8, lead down 0.9, and tin up 0.15. In the US, we had BHP down 2.1 and Rio down 1.5%. 
Here you can see the S&P 500, pretty weak all day and drifting around towards the close. Bit of convictionless trade again, but certainly US fund managers do seem to have come back from their summer break a little bit grumpy as we have been writing about for some months. Normal service has been resumed. September can be a volatile month and we are certainly seeing that choppy, volatile trade from the US and not really endearing a lot of confidence for our buyers in our market. As far as major stories go, uh, obviously the stock falls. Treasuries rally after that CPI scene is not altering the temper or the taper timeline. Uh, Delta's force hits economies from the US to China in real time. China actually locked down uh, some 4.5 million of its citizens in one of their southeast provinces yesterday on an outbreak of the Delta variant. And it is likely that China suffered another economic slowdown last month. But Goldman Sachs sees limited long-term damage from China's crackdown. And we do see Evergrande as certainly an issue that is simmering away in the background. This is a heavily indebted property developer in China, um, in debt to the tune of around $300 billion. So uh, certainly that could be uh, starting to become a little bit of an issue. Uh, RBA's low pushes back against bets on early rate rises. That was the online speech that he gave yesterday. And uh, Tester joins Manchin in calling for Dems infrastructure bill to be fully funded. We're still talking about this infrastructure bill in the US. There are hopes that it will get through, but tax rises certainly won't be very popular. Uh, The Democratic architects of the Dodd-Frank Wall Street reform call on Biden to reappoint Powell for a second term. Jerome Powell at the moment going through a sort of an on-the-job job interview. And the Deutsche Bank survey reveals investors expecting a 5 to 10% correction in US equities by the end of the year. But we've been expecting that for a long time. The IEA, which is the International Energy Association, says global oil supply pressured by Hurricane Ida and other shortages. As far as what's on here today, we've got the Westpac Consumer Confidence figures for September. That's with the Melbourne Institute. We've got New Zealand's second quarter current account. We'll all be on the edge of our seat waiting for that one. Chinese August retail sales and industrial production, probably far more important. So that'll be interesting to see that and see whether it gives any pointers as to where the Chinese economy is going. That US consumer price index increased 03 percent from July. The market was going for an increase of 0.4%. That was the smallest advance in seven months. And Apple unveiled its new iPhone 13 and some new changes to the iPad range. And Chinese Evergrande Group fell nearly 12% uh, yesterday. So that is certainly an issue that is out there that is live and the market is not concerned about it at the moment. It is alert but not alarmed. Obviously, contagion is the question mark and everything being linked to everything is always a question, even if it is a big Chinese property developer. Chinese coking coal and coal and coke futures closed more than 5% down on Tuesday. Uh, fears of intervention to reduce prices. Over in the US, we had Tesla up 0.2. Apple fell 1%. After its uh, investor, not investor day, more a, a customer day, I guess. Microsoft up at 0.9, Netflix falling 2%, and Square managed to push 
0.15% higher. BHP down 2.1% and Rio, as we've said, down around 1.5%. Now, the OECD is urging tax reform, front page of the Fin Review today, and is also looking at trying to get an inquiry into the RBA. The last inquiry into the IBA, into the RBA, the Reserve Bank of Australia, was nearly, well, it was 40 years ago. Uh, so the uh, OECD has had inquiries into various other central banks over the years, and uh, the RBA has seemed to have escaped for the last 40 years from any kind of look from the OECD. And it does point to failures, what they call as failures anyway, by the RBA. Sightminder is set to come to the market. This is quite important for the likes of Bailador, BTI, which is run by the former uh, All Blacks captain. And BTI is the stock code there. So one to keep an eye on. Sightminder is their biggest investment. It is an unlisted company, but certainly has caught the attention of the market and looks like it's coming to an IPO near you soon. As is SG Lottery. This is a massive US business, scientific gaming. Uh, should be coming to the ASX. Macquarie is uh, looking at releasing the prospectus soon. 15 to 20 times EBITDA, or maybe a valuation of close to around $10 billion. And Unity Group had a big fall yesterday, a big swoon, then a rally, then it went into a pause, then it went into a trading halt. Uh, Vaughan Bowen, uh, who is involved with Unity, is fighting two counts of alleged insider trading uh, due on the Vocus bid in 2019, where he sold out or allegedly sold out of shares before the bid was pulled. This is an interesting one. Canva, which is one of the great Aussie tech success stories and is now valued higher than Telstra. Around $55 billion valuation for Canva, which does pretty presentation software. So interesting, that one. Certainly, it's gone way past unicorn status. That is now a 55-bag unicorn. And EQT may walk from the Iris bid or maybe lower the offer after doing, doing some due diligence there. Question of the day today, should the RBA have an inquiry into it from the OECD into its what the OECD call its failure? And part of that failure is to get inflation anywhere near its target. So interesting if there was a, an inquiry into the RBA, as I say, last one done in the beginning of the 80s, which did lead to some widespread changes, including floating the Australian dollar. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. Love to have your thoughts, ideas or insights over there. If you're not a member of Marcus today and you've just discovered this podcast, then head on over to our website, www.marcustoday.com.au and sign up for a free two-week trial and you can get an idea of all the goodies that we have to offer. Apart from that, that's it for today. Have a great day and good luck out there trading.